You're listening to the audio version of Talking Comic Con, a cup of tea with an Englishman in San Diego, a weekly podcast which goes out live every Sunday on YouTube and Google Plus, in which your host, Lennon Sultana, is joined in a roundtable by Alyssa Franks of the Friends of CCI Forum and special guests to talk about everything Comic Con, from the various events around the globe and the fun and madness you can experience at them. This is Season 3, Episode 10, broadcast on the 4th of October, 2015. And we are pleased to say we've finally got the interview we've been teasing you with for almost 18 months. Funko. Cameron Duell, marketing coordinator for the company, joins us to talk about what Funko have planned for their first ever New York Comic Con appearance. Welcome to An Englishman in San Diego uh, with myself, Leonard Sultana. Um, this is A Cup of Tea, Talking Comic Con, where we discuss everything Comic Con, um, con culture, um, things and bits and pieces that you can see at cons. And I'm certain that uh, our special guest that we are going to be introducing very soon indeed uh, represents a company that you will see pretty much at every single con, including one that happens next week for the first time. Uh, it is, of course, New York Comic Con next week. Um, I'm, there's, I'm reading plenty of tweets of everyone just getting all wound up and ready to go for this. It is the 10th year of uh, New York Comic Con at the Javits Center, organized by Rig Pop. This is our second of our uh, NYCC specials. Next week we'll be hopefully coming direct from uh, a vantage point above the exhibition floor where we'll be having a bit of a live report. But this is our kind of build-up to NYCC. And to help me do that, we have a couple of very special guests. Uh, I'll start with my regular partner in crime. We have Alyssa Franks from the Friends of CC Forum. Hello, uh, Alyssa. How are you? I'm well. Uh, in full-on prep for New York Con, just straight out, getting ready to drive down on Wednesday. Wow. Yeah. So uh, is there anything that's sort of like <laughs> I'm just, you're just going to launch straight into it on the uh, the Wednesday? Is there anything in sort of like Super Week that you're going to be doing on Wednesday night? No, um, we won't get there till about 10 o'clock. Uh, I have to leave after school. Um, I can't take my son out of school for, for many days of high school. He's a sophomore in high school. So it's, it's kind of straight into it. But we're going Thursday. First thing will be Thursday morning. I don't know what time we're going to show up, but, um, you know, I've, I've pretty much got Thursday planned. Cool. Excellent stuff. Well, I'm certain, I mean, we were kind of talking before we uh, came on air, and there's two guys that are just about getting themselves sorted <laughs> and getting themselves ready. Considering somebody who has just installed the NYCC app, uh, not to put him on the spot or anything, but we have uh, Steve from uh, the Nerd Foo. How are you doing, sir? Hey. Yeah, you see, this is, a very, you, this is a very civilized um, podcast compared to you guys, because I was a guest on yours, and you've got a cup of something, and it's not there <laughs> for a change. How do you know? No, well, <laughs> I'm feeling Irish, so no, just, no this is uh, it's just coffee, just, you know, regular coffee. Maybe. Fair enough. So how is how are you doing, sir? I mean, it's been a while since we've spoken to you. What have you been up to? Yeah, I, I, I'm doing good. I'm doing good. Thanks for asking. Um, you know, just like uh, Alyssa said, I've never been to uh, – um, I'm in full, you know, New York con prep mode, too. Uh, never been to New York, so 
uh, super excited, looking forward to it. As uh, as my partner in crime keeps telling me, keep in mind we're going for the con. Uh, this <laughs> this is not this is not a, a home alone you know trip over there. So yeah, I, I just I can't wait. I'm super excited. Yeah, excellent. Well, okay then. At which point we then go over to the partner in crime. Hello, Chris Sully. How are you, sir? Doing well. How's everybody? Oh, well, Thanks I'm for having fine. <laughs> yeah, thank you for having us on. Yeah. I mean, uh, just to say, Chris and Steve from The Nerd Foo. And, um, I mean, the last time we saw each other was uh, in San Diego, at which point you two invited me onto your hangout and promptly decided to get me drunk in your hotel room. Just to let you know, if you're watching this, by the way, nothing untoward happened. I, I woke up, <laughs> well, I had everything intact. Now you remember. <laughs> we have audio back. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. Um, what, what have you been up to? I mean, what's um, your prep mode been? Sadly, for this one, I haven't done a lot of prep. We had MondoCon this weekend uh, in Austin, which was was fantastic. We were there all day yesterday, and uh, I can really only focus on like one at a time. So I was in total prep mode for that, and then I'm just going to cram for the rest of the week to get uh, prep for New York. Uh, maybe I'm... take a different approach. I always plan for months for San Diego, maybe just plan a little bit for New York and see how that goes. I'm very much wanting to talk to you about MondoCom. Hopefully we'll get a chance to cover that at the uh, at the back end. So, uh, yeah, very much wanting to uh, find out about what you've been up to this weekend. Right, Sounds which good. leads us on to our uh, special guest for this Hangout, uh, Mr. Cameron Duell. Hello, Cameron. How are you, sir? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me, Leonard. It's not a problem at all. Um, I spoke to Cameron last at uh, San Diego Comic-Con as um, it was in full-blown mob mode uh, on the Funko stand. Uh, Just to explain to everyone, who are you in terms of Funko? What 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 do you do for the company? So I'm part of the marketing department for Funko. Uh, I manage the social media accounts. Uh, I manage kind of PR, um, exclusive reveals. I write a lot of blog content, um, written copy that has been printed on the back of some of our products. I'm pretty proud of that. Uh, And they kind of send me and my partner, Yoko McCann, to cons to make sure that it goes smoothly. So hopefully this this, uh, New York Comic Con is, is the smoothest one yet. Well, I mean, I do know that um, it's it's the first Funko uh, event. Oh, it's the first Funko appearance at New York Comic Con, so I can imagine there's uh, a little bit of pressure there about um, you know the, the the first time going. Absolutely, we're I mean we're really excited about it, and uh, I, th- I think we learned a lot from San Diego Comic Con in how we can make it a pleasant event for as many people as possible. How we can make things run more smoothly and how we can make people, you know, get their hands on the exclusives they want at the end of the day. Well, I mean, we're going to be covering those as well because there's been some amazing uh, figures that have been announced over the last week and a bit. Uh, So we are going to cover those uh, very soon indeed because we have been asking you if there's any that you want to see. Uh, Cameron's going to show uh, a little bit uh, in better detail as uh, a little bit of a a preview of what you can uh, find on the stand at uh, New York Comic Con. If you're watching this, if you want to jump in with any questions for uh, Cameron in terms of Funko, about uh, what the company gets up to, uh, anything that you want to talk about, 
jump in on the Q&A, and of course, we're also going to be um, taking questions on Twitter as well. If you use the hashtag, if you see up there, I want my Funko. And that's also going to be an important one as well, because what we're going to be looking for throughout the course of this uh, Hangout are suggestions for what you would like to see as um, creations for Funko figures in the future. What would be your dream Funko uh, to stick in, in the collection? Stick your uh, suggestions using the hashtag IWantMyFunko. We'll pay attention to that, and we'll also choose uh, at the end, because we do have some uh, prizes to give away uh, at the end of the, the Hangout. So very exciting. But that's the hang hashtag that you want to use. I want my Funko, but what Funko do you want? Let's find out which uh, uh, fandoms are out there and which ones would uh, like to uh, see some Funkos made. I'm going to let everyone ask some questions. I'm going to get one out of the way first, I suppose, and that is uh, in terms of Funko and preparing for New York Comic Con. I mean, when did conversations start about uh, NYCC? Um, you know, it's, I think it, from the creative aspect, it's always, um, like six months to a year out. Uh, sometimes things get added late, uh, like for San Diego Comic-Con, our pop teas were added kind of at the last minute and we're like, let's just do the exclusive reveal then. Um, but NYCC is kind of a, it's a smaller version of SDCC, but with the same, uh, intentions of showing off our newer lines, showing off licenses we're really proud of. Um, and uh, so I guess to answer your question, it, it could be six months to a year out, but we're still there, you know, the last few items that we added in were either, you know, exclusives that maybe we're going to go somewhere else or things that we decided, oh, we should do that at the last minute. So there were a few that were added in, um, but mostly, you know, we plant those things really far in advance. I, I actually believe that SDCC next year's exclusives have already been, like, talked about. So <laughs> that's... It's pretty pretty uh, far out in advance, and it's because we want it to be awesome. We don't want them to be kind of afterthought or figures that people are like, oh, I don't know about them. We want them to be really, um, you know, we want people to be drawn in by them. So, Okay. Yeah. Right, so obviously NYCC is going to be a big fe uh, feature about the questions we're going to ask, but I'm certain there's plenty. So we'll uh, launch into uh, questions from... Uh, my other guests. So, Alyssa, I'm certain that um, a number have come in from the forum. Absolutely. Um, and I think the first thing that perhaps we should just get out of the way is the booth procedures. Uh, just, yeah, well, <laughs> I mean, we got, we got a card first. Um, so you, you've outlined that there's going to be um, a ticket line in uh, the queue hall um, after all of the Cues have been processed for the panels, um, so that that line is supposed to start at eleven o'clock. Um, that's yeah. Um, you've talked about uh, the VIPs uh, needing to to being required to have a ticket also. Yes. Um, so that's so everybody is going to be funneled into there lurking around while all of the cues are happening for uh, the um, the panels. And I'm just wondering, has anybody kind of thought about how how that process, I mean, I, I'm assuming you've thought about how the process is going to work, but um, are you going to be pushing people away, saying, no, you can't line up yet? Um, 
we we won't be able to distribute tickets until that hall is either completely empty or mostly empty. So, and that was the a, a uh, that was something that was told to us by NYCC. So it's really up to their discretion as to whether or not there will be a line beforehand. It's really what makes sense at the time. And because uh, I, I, we can't say that there will definitively be a line before 11 a.m., um, nor do we want to say that because we don't want people doing that. We don't want a crowd that's like forming and, you know, is becoming aggressive or frustrated. So all we can really say is that there we will distribute tickets at 11 a.m. Um, once we're allowed to distribute tickets, we'll create a line. But before that, we may there may or may not be a line for it. And we don't we won't know. And it's based on what NYCC deems appropriate at the time. So I, I, I totally I mean, that's been in our conversations since. You know, we've been like talking about how we can make things better, but ultimately it's up to NYCC. Um, and hopefully, uh, you know, it'll be an easier process because it'll at least slow people down and they'll have to go somewhere other than our booth first to get a ticket. And if you get a ticket, you'll be able to get into our booth. And we're only giving out uh, enough tickets to fill the stanchions at the end of our booth, so we won't have a line that's kind of dragging into the aisle and frustrating security and endangering the people around us. So hopefully that'll kind of stop all the the you know madness that happened at SDCC because I had never seen anything like that before. It was exactly like the Hunger Games. It was like the Hanger Games. And yeah. people were just like destroying each other. So it, it was, it was, it was something we wanted to avoid, and we wanted to make it a more positive experience all the way around. So when we came back from SDCC, we thought, well, like let's talk about that first and make that the focus of what we're going to do differently this this time. So hopefully, it changes things. Um, it still means that a line is going to have to form. Um, and it, and uh, there is some uncertainty about like what that's going to look like before 11, but at 11 we'll give out those tickets. So you're not going to be selling anything at the booth before 11 o'clock. No, we are not. And that was, that was <laughs> no one can get into our line. Before. We're and and uh, so if you try to get into our line, you'll be turned to hall 1C. So okay. <laughs> the the follow up question to that was: Is there um, any thoughts? Uh, about why during that first hour you didn't enable or allow VIP members, uh, people who had spent more money on their tickets to, to purchase? Well, part of it was we needed to, like as uh, NYCC asked us to not start selling until 11. So okay. that's, that's why we decided, I mean, that, that kind of dictated when we were going to distribute tickets. Um, so, I mean, I totally understand that why people are feeling frustrated. Um, but it's also in the, in the spirit of fairness too, I guess. Um, so, and, and right. the other thing is you can, there's going to be two phases. So you can come get in line, uh, at 11 and then we're doing it again at two 30. Uh, so there's going to be two phases each day. Oh, okay. That's, mm-hmm. that's good. I will say that NYCC is very good at, um, changing, and modifying plans. So some, if something doesn't work on Thursday, they'll actively change it on Friday. Uh, so they have nightly meetings. Um, that's just from a fan perspective of what I've seen of NYCC. So I'm sure that they would be open to suggestions on how to make things wor- run smoother uh, during the con. <laughs> totally. I mean, 
we were having those conversations during SDCC too. Every day we shut down the booth, we were like, what can we do differently? And we tried different things. We tried a ticketing quote-unquote system, which seemed to make things go a little bit better, but at the same time it felt unruly. So I think this would be a, a welcome to change, <laughs> at least for us. <laughs> I like the idea of handing out tickets. I wish at San Diego that, that there were tickets in the pavilion because that once Lego moved to doing tickets upstairs, it, it made a lot more, it was a lot easier mm-hmm. than, than just mobbing the booth. I think, a lot of, I think a lot of people try and find solutions when you have massive uh, uh, events like this. I mean, when you have people that have been queuing up all day for uh, uh, up at the uh, the top of the um, above Hall H, or even in any of the lines at uh, San Diego Comic Con, and then make their move to get to the booth and already found the line already full uh, with people who were basically gaming the system from uh, ex- exhibitors. I mean... I, I can only imagine the frustration that you were feeling when you were seeing sort of like social media messages and people were talking to you about uh, that that frustration. Well, the the exhibitors pass is a thing that is like a, a source of constant frustration for our uh, our customers and the people who want to get in our line because they see it happen and we I mean if if they want something to change, we have to say, like, talk to NYCC about it because it's something that's not just at our booth. So, um, But I will say exhibitors are not welcome to get into our line for tickets to get into our booth until the second phase each day, so hopefully that will eliminate some of it. But, I mean, I know that exhibitors still get the regular passes, and I know they still get in line, and um, it's frustrating to see it. There, there was a wonderful story at San Diego last year about um, the six-foot – Large gentleman whose name was Christy. That was somebody who was stood in front of my wife. And yes. Very, um, very entertaining to see Christy uh, in the line in front of her. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Any questions from the Nerd Food Boys? Uh, I just have to say, uh, I, I know a lot of people had anger towards Funko uh, about the booth situation at San Diego, but... Uh, as a fan, I didn't even get in, and I still do not blame them at all. They were doing everything they could to make that a good situation, and I'm still bummed I didn't get my Batman-Superman combo or a bunch of the other stuff, but it's not the end of the world. You know, right. It's out there. If I really, really want it, I can go buy it from some flipper online. So you know, I didn't die, and I got to go see other stuff at the con. <laughs> so for those who like sent in hate letters or, or did whatever you did, it's not worth all that. Just do your best to get in the line or get a ticket. Or move on. Yeah. I love that. The Funko line, I didn't die, so it was good. <laughs> the next nah, that's a t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> you can just hand that to people who are crying when they walk by. It's a pop, it's a pop image of Cameron. <laughs> I survived, and so shall you. Headless Ned Stark. <laughs> awesome. Yeah, I mean, it, it was, it, we would see frustrated people come by and say, like, I've been you know, buying Funko for like five years and I love pop and this totally shifted my perspective of your company. And it was really frustrating for us. We wanted to make it great for everyone, which is, you know, I know it's impossible, but we wanted to make it as positive as possible. And obviously there were things we could change and we kind of looked at it and went, well, how do we, we, you know, how do we assess this and make the, make the right changes? So I think we did, I think we're doing that. I think we're this, 
this is going to be kind of a testament to how we're going to do things in the future. And um, like like I said, we're going to change basically as much as we can, as soon as we can, to make it the best experience all the way around. But, man, it was just so fr- – like, people would come up be like, I've been waiting to get into your line for 45 minutes, and I turned around for 30 seconds, and then five people got in front of me, and then security capped the line. And I'm like, that's awful. <laughs> like, I want to fight my own company for you. Like, it sucks. So uh, that we I'm, really I'm, had I'm the – I'm curious how it's going to be this year as well, uh, well at NYCC, because um, you've got um, at San Diego Comic-Con, you were at the, in the back kind of corner, as it were, at the, uh, the corner of the exhibition floor. For NYCC, you're right in front of the doors. I'm curious how, how that's going to uh, I mean, was that something well, that some you kind of, was that placement something that you were kind of requested, or was it something that you were kind of, you, you opened up the exhibit map yourself and you went, ah, so that's where we are. Crap. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of the latter. I I think we're I mean even though we have posted our booth procedures, we're talking about it, we're sharing it as much as possible. There's inevitably going to be a bunch of people who are like, but I want to get in line now, and I don't have a ticket, and I didn't know that. And so hopefully, um, you know, those people will be able to get into like a, the later phase, or they're coming multiple days, they'll be able to get in. But um, well, I, it won't really. Hopefully, it won't really affect the fa- the the flow of people coming in and out because the line will fit inside of our booth. Like the amount of tickets that we'll give out should fill the stanchions. So I mean, as far as those issues go, I can only really see people saying like, oh, I want to be in this line but they can't yet so um hopefully that's not an issue i hope people walk by and go like that's kind of cool i, I want to get in line for that later tomorrow or whatever so um hopefully it'll be good for exposure but not i, I don't I, i'm assuming and hoping that it won't create logistical air issues so i know that um the the layout is um slightly obviously with being your first uh funko appearance at new york comic-con you're wanting to make, to make the biggest splash you possibly can. What's the, um, obviously it's going to be just a single booth because uh, at San Diego it was kind of separated into the, the two areas, the Funko and the, um, the Collect Core for, for Marvel. What's the layout looking like for New York Comic Con? So the uh, Funko booth for New York Comic Con is actually bigger than the SDCC Funko booth. So it's deeper, so that's kind of – it's nice for us because then we can stock more inventory, and that way between the two phases we'll be able to stock and, you know, make make it uh, so that we have everything available when we reopen at 2.30. Um, the Collector Core booth will be there too, uh, and I would highly recommend stopping by there. If you are a Funko fan and you want something exclusive but you don't want to wait in line or you don't want to go get a ticket and make that, like, your morning – plans. Um, I would recommend stopping by the Collector Core booth because we're selling the Avengers box, the Ant-Man box, and the Secret Wars box. Um, A cool shirt like this. Um, (laughs) And um, the boxes are 25 bucks each, um, and you can just walk up and buy it and then walk away with a box full of Funko exclusives for $25. And we're also going to, I don't know if you guys are familiar with Smuggler's Bounty, but that's our subscription box service with Star Wars, and our first box is You may have heard of it, yes. I'm so sorry. We may have, may, have, may have heard of it, yeah. I'm so sorry. Um, so, oh, sorry. No, yeah, there, there's, there is that as well. Um, no, I have heard of it. I'm excited to, to hear about it. And, uh, yes, um, yeah. I'm thrilled to see what you do with it. But, yes, here in the U.K., they're 
they're not, you're not um, shipping out to it. What, what's the um, official line on that? Why, why is it not being sold outside of North America? <laughs> oh, it's, 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 it's something that we're like. It's frustrating on social media because people are like, "Wow, what kind of rights issue is this?" Like we're just like avoiding it. But we would love to do it. We just there's there's um, contractual issues. There's like we can't sell that outside of the U.S. and Canada, unfortunately, because we would like to. I mean, we know there are Star Wars fans around the world, but um, if you stop by the uh, Collector Core booth uh, for New York Comic Con, you can see one of the items that will be in the Smuggler's Bounty box. We'll have it on display. Nice. Uh, I also want to plug it for a minute. Uh, Smuggler's Bounty. The first box will have two. Uh, pop vinyl bobbleheads that are part of our episode 7 line and then the second box will also have uh, an ex- more figures from the episode 7 line so um, I would sign up for at least you know the the first one and see if you like it I think you will um, if you're if you like collector core and you're familiar with that program uh, so yeah, well uh, Alyssa okay. fully expects that box with my name on it Heading in Absolutely. your direction, yes. You know What's going. the final date to sign up for that box, actually? For the uh, Smuggler's Bounty box? Yep. November 12th, and there's a countdown on our uh, website, smugglersbounty.com. Um, yeah, definitely. I, <laughs> I, I can't recommend it enough. <laughs> I'm sorry. Every time I talk about it, I feel like Leonard's just like, ugh. <laughs> I'm, I'm just I'm just excited to see what's inside it. I'm I'm very curious to uh, listen. I, I know as a Brit, it's not going to get mailed directly to me, but I will be getting my hands on one. So Good. I'm not I'm not tearing up too much. So that's not a problem at all. Um, certainly, when um, one of the questions when I do talk to people about Funko is um, what comes about is about the variants and about the amount of variants. Um, what's the, uh, from the uh, company perspective, I mean, how important are the variants to what uh, Funko does in terms of its business, in terms of uh, getting people's attention? Is it a, a major part of what you do in terms of sales, or is it just really for the hardcore collectors? Well, I think it's shifted a lot, because a lot of variants have gone to kind of big box retailers like Hot Topic and Barnes and Noble and Amazon. And so it's kind of, it, it, it allows us to show a range for each character or each line. And I think it's instead of uh, kind of a hunting process like it used to be, now it's more of, a, you know, um, an extension of, of things that we've done before. I think like the Harry Potter line is a really good example because we have so much to work with. We have so much material that it would be a shame almost if you only made like one type of each character. So in order to create more variation, I think it's kind of fun to give it to, uh, you know, a different retailer or a different distributor. Um, but at the same time, we're still doing some that for like small mom and pop shops. I don't know if you guys saw the uh, metallic Baymax figure that's for uh, fun.com. That's kind of an example of something that we're doing different. We have more exclusives coming out, obviously, um, but it, it kind of ranges from small to big, and uh, it's it's it lets us to just do more creatively. Um, and I know I know that uh, in the past people have felt frustrated by what they're calling repaints, but it's really just for us 
you know, a chance for us to use a mold to show a different perspective of a character or like a different variation on a character. So it's a big part of what we do, but it's it's not really like it's more to to give the collectors a chance to fill out their collection instead of a like bargaining chip in the secondary market. That's not really appealing to us. How many how many um, variants do you guys have, uh, Steve, Chris? <laughs> I'd say the majority of my is now variants now. I, I I shifted from the early days two years ago when I would collect like the Walking Deadline. I would get all the regular versions and the variants and put them side by side. And then it got to the point where like my pop collection versus income was starting to get a little out of control. So I just do variants now, and then I'll wait like on a new pop. And if there are no variants, I'll finally go back and get the regular one. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but I mean, if you look at like the shelf behind me, I think all of these are variants that I've picked up, you know, fairly recently, and, and pretty much everything I get is coming from Hot Topic, Fugitive Toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I, I hit those guys up a lot. Yeah, it's kind of the same for me. Speaking of um, being sold uh, at other places. Um, do we expect that the exclusives, the New York City Con exclusives, are going to be sold online? Um, I know some people have mentioned Barnes and Noble or Hot Topic. There was a, a or Gemini Collectibles. Mm-hmm. Uh, any? Can you give us a hint? If, if because it's so much easier if they're sold there and shipped home as opposed yeah. to transporting them. Well, right, and and if we're making something that's you know got a lot of attention or a lot of people want to add it to their collection. Why not? Like, so let me answer your question first. Um, yes, they will be sold at big box retailers, similar to SDCC. So please, uh, they're going to make the announcements. We're not going to point it out and, and say where to go, but it's going to be a similar deal. Um, and the way that you'll know which one is going to be available at these retailers is whether or not the sticker for NYCC there says a numbered variant or limited edition. So if it says limited edition, It'll be available outside of the con, um, and I and so a perfect example is the Iron Throne. It, yes, thank so, you. <laughs> yeah, no, that that's limited edition. You'll be able to get that elsewhere, um, and it's it's we're excited about it because an, like the Iron Throne, everyone wants it. We know Game of Thrones is popular. We know people want to put their favorite pop on the throne. I already like it's it's awesome, um, but. At the same time, it's we, we are getting some some frustration from people that are like, well, I made it to the con, like I should be the only one to get it. But really, we're making these figures in celebration of New York Comic Con, and it's kind of an extension of that outside of the con for people around the, the country and around the world to also be able to collect it. So um, I'm we're we're happy to do it, and uh, I don't think it's ever going to change. But there are numbered ex- variants that are numbered exclusives that are only available at our booth. So. Can I, how many? Oh, sorry, how many of those? How many no. of those numbered guys are there? Oh, that's a good question. I would say it's probably <laughs> it's probably uh, like like two thirds numbered, like two thirds of the exclusives are numbered. So. Yeah, I was, was going to ask him that. I noticed when you were posting out the images on the press releases uh, that a lot of the the numbers, instead of there being a thousand, was more like seven fifty or five hundred. Uh, is that an anticipation of a smaller crowd, or was there some other thought process behind there? Uh, I mean, I don't know if it was necessarily a smaller crowd, but I think it was, um, you know, kind of a. We we looked at what happened at San Diego, and we thought, well, you know, why not? 
make certain ones like Ricochet Rabbit. Let's make that one pretty limited because that's going to skew like to a certain type of collector. Not everybody's going to want one, but the people who do want one will really like it. So it's maybe more specialized, but it's not necessarily um, you know with the anticipation that less people will want it. Also, I think there's going to be less people that get through our line um, based on how many we give out, or based on how many tickets we give out each day. So it's kind of an anticipation of that and kind of measuring how much we can realistically do. So hopefully we'll sell out of everything. Um, but we want, <laughs> that we want to see how it works. Yeah, I mean, we want all that stuff to be sold at the booth at, for the people there. So it should be... Should be interesting to see uh, how it goes, but um, yeah. I, now that you mention it, we do have kind of smaller runs this time. Mm-hmm. We are going to have a look at some of the uh, NYCC exclusives in a second, uh, but just to quickly remind you, we are going to be giving a couple of them away at the end of this hangout. It's going to happen on the hangout as well. So if you're watching, you're in it to win it. So use the hashtag I want my Funko. We're looking for suggestions of what your dream Funko would be. Which ones would you like to see on your shelf? Uh, we've actually got a couple of questions coming in on the Q&A, uh, if, if that's okay, and also uh, that have come in already um, uh, that have been uh, on the Twitter, uh, including a couple from uh, our good friend Mark Serby, who's uh, asked a, a couple of questions. Ah, uh, <laughs> Serby. Oh, Serby. Oh, yes. Uh, one of them is actually um, kind of off the back of the Game of Thrones, which you're talking about there. Um, how difficult is it to license from various student, uh, studios such as HBO? Um, you've produced, uh, for example, Game of Thrones figures, but very few from other HBO shows, such as, I mean, he would like to see some Deadwood, some Wire, some Sopranos, that kind of thing. Um, what's the um, kind of licensing issue, oh, issues that you may have with such companies like HBO? Right. So I think now we're in this really fortunate position where um, in the past we may have been hunting down licenses and now it's more, uh, you know, sometimes they come to us. Sometimes like we can point to our body of work and go, you know, what else can we do? Um, But with HBO, I mean, it's we love working with them. We love working with them on Game of Thrones especially. Um, But I would say that we're we are producing things at such a capacity that to add more stuff on. It, it is it basically is just a matter of time like so uh, this last year I think we've probably produced them more than we ever have and it's just on track to keep uh, you know growth um, so I would say just like make it obvious that that's something you want and maybe like pull it together on social media make a campaign or something on because we've had that happen before with with um, Felicity Smoke I don't know if any of you guys know about Team Felicity but but be nice to them because they will they will ruin your life if you are not. Um, so <laughs> honestly, so I would say like if you want a certain uh, license, make it obvious on social media. Tell us about it, um, and then that way we can kind of present it to our uh, upper management, to our CEO, and just say like there's a draw here, and what like maybe we should do this. Um, cause that's helped before. I mean, with Felicity Smoke, it was like, uh, we did a, we did a Twitter Q and A like a month ago and, um, they, a lot of people were like asking about Felicity Smoke, Felicity Smoke. And I was like, uh, when are they going to, and so like, <laughs> somebody asked, well, I don't, I don't watch the show, so I don't know much about her or era really. So I know, I know now I need to though. And so, um, <laughs> So someone asked if you could make any pop 
ever, what pop would you make? And Yoko answered and Mark answered. And my answer was any pop but Felicity Smoke. Oh. <laughs> and then, like, I regretted it dearly. <laughs> but then people were sending me, like, like short clips of and like information about her and what she's done in the show and like who she is as a character and like later that night I was like I I think I love Felicity Smoke <laughs> it was so and so we presented that to CEO and he was like yeah let's make it happen and then we showed a, a basically a mock up of what it would look like so if you want to get something made really that badly just tell us about it and we'll you know chalk it up basically <laughs> here's a work. <coughs> Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's good to know. We'll be sharing that out <laughs> multiple times. I mean, you were talking there about uh, companies approaching you, you approaching companies. When it came to the Collector Call, which are massive uh, licensing uh, when it comes to Marvel and Star Wars, who came to who when it came to those two uh, boxes? Um, so that was actually a conversation that happened uh, like right before I started in December and uh, last December. And um, so my first one of my first days at Funko, we had this big meeting and our CEO, Brian Mariotti, was like, well, OK, I want to talk about two things. First, we're going to launch a subscription box service with Marvel called Marvel Collector Core. And we we're like, that's cool. And then he's like, we're going to put this in the first one. And then he like put the Hulkbuster down and we we're like, that's really cool. And uh, awesome. so I think with that, it was like, it was kind of a perfect uh, situation because the Hulkbuster really kind of kicked that off. And I know that, Brian had been considering, you know, how do we how do we do this? Do we do like uh, what kind of theme do we go with? How do we do a subscription box? And I think he was like, we got the whole Buster Age of Ultron's coming out. Like we already work with Marvel, let's pitch it. And he pitched it, and they they liked the idea, obviously. So we did it, and then based on that success, we started one with Star Wars. So um, it, it really, again, I think it's kind of like we create a relationship with a, a licensor, and then kind of say like, here's what we can do. Let's see how it goes, and based on that. Grow. I got a quick question about that, if you don't mind. Uh, I love those those uh, teaser videos that you oh, do. You do. Yeah. Do, you, do y'all do those uh, over there at uh, at your shop, or is that Marvel, or is that a? It's actually, it's actually a um, Evil Core. They're based out of London, and they're the ones that design all of our uh, vinyl idols figures. And they, so they're the ones that are producing the, the videos, and they're so good. We love them. <laughs> Shout out to them. Those things yeah. are awesome. <laughs> um, we've got a couple of questions on the Q&A, um, and then we'll go to a couple from the forum, if, if that's okay. Um, let's yeah. go to uh, James Ormson, uh, who turned around and said that um, he was um, happy enough with the, uh, uh, the situation at uh, Comic-Con, because he got there at the very end. Uh, of SDCC with the Funko booth, and they still had the exclusives that he was after, so he was quite happy. But the question that he's asking is, what has happened with all the con exclusives that don't get sold at the con? About an hour before the end of SDCC, there were loads getting boxed up while the stand attendees were turning people away. Right. Um, so, yeah, I mean, some of them, we're, we're holding on to a bunch of them. Um, we are We've been talking about launching... Funko.com's online store for a long time, so that's an option. Sometimes if we have enough of an exclusive left over, we'll 
you know, per, will work work out a deal with like a fugitive toys or so, or Gemini or something like that. So it really depends on which exclusive and how many we have left. But I mean, it it could be a variation of, of different things. Okay, Alyssa. Um, one from a forum member, Dolphamax. Um, if other booths are selling to VIPs, and this goes back to my original question, if other booths are selling to VIPs in that first hour, you had mentioned that, that ReadPop specifically asked you not to sell during that first hour of con. That, is that what I heard? Did I hear that correctly? But yeah, so, uh, they asked us to not distribute our tickets to get into our booth until 11. So that's okay. really indicating that. They didn't, but at okay. the same time, we're, we're also trying to make it not be a frenzy. So hopefully staggering yeah. the time, keeping people out of our line, making it, you know, like basically yeah. making it so it's, it's on our terms a little bit is really what we're doing. So, um, I'm just trying to divert. Divert uh, anger from you guys <laughs> a little bit, yeah, so, that, well, so so that we can find out what you know what the process is and what the, what the procedure is and who to appeal to and 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 that kind of thing. So that that was with that question. I did. So are you restocking every day? Yes, restocking okay. every morning in between uh, each phase. Okay, so if you settle out, um, say at five o'clock on a, on Thursday, you will have more on Friday. Correct. Okay. <laughs> Just to clarify, because some some booths, yeah, don't restock, and and once it's gone, it's gone. So. Right. Leonard. Um, yeah, we've got um, a couple of questions, including one that I wanted to ask about as well. In terms of the other brands that you've brought out, certainly in the last sort of 12 months, which have uh, really kind of uh, taken Funko's um, uh, exposure to the next level, in terms of vinyl idols, uh, Dorbs, uh, the Akari uh, figures as well. Um, what, uh, the, I mean, we've got a couple of questions also about the, the Funko Pop Tees that have uh, uh, been oh, yeah. announced. Uh, well, I mean, first question, uh, this has come from Corgi Commander. Hello, Jason. Uh, when is the next wave of Funko Pop Tees coming, and can you give us a tease about which fandoms we could be seeing? Um, that's that's a good question. <laughs> uh, we So right now it's in a Hot Topic exclusive first to market with our Pop Tees, so... Um, that so whatever they have available is what we have right now. Uh, we have a bunch of awesome things coming based on popular licenses. I'm sure you can make some educated guesses. Um, as far as when they're coming out, I would probably say 2016. Um, I know what everything. I, I have an idea of what our rollout is looking like for the rest of the year, and I haven't seen pop tees on that yet. So I would imagine it'll be sometime next year, but. Um, we are very excited about pop teas. <laughs> we we're really happy with the response so far. So and you know like like we've said before, vote with your wallet. So um, we've definitely seen them with pop teas, and we hope to uh, to continue. I quite it's like the hashtag. Uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I quite like the teas that you've brought out for the exclusives for New York Comic Con. They are absolutely stunning. Uh, for the ones that come out. Um, are they possibly going to be able to be purchased beyond New York Comic Con, or are they going to stay uh, New York Comic Con exclusive? Those I think are that's New York like, Comic Con that's, that's, that's actually a question from my wife. Uh, <laughs> just to let you know who has 
taken a particular <laughs> shine to a couple of those T-shirts. Um, but uh, I may have to uh, make some inquiries. So, yeah, they are New York exclusives? They are, they are. Right. Uh, which part? Right. <laughs> that's that's fine. Um, listen, next year I'll I'll I'll, I'll get you next year. Um, I, I suppose we, we nicely dovetail into then um, the exclusives that you've um, announced for this year. I mean, have there been any in, when it comes to social media that the ones that have just exploded? People have just gone. Ah, now that we like, which ones have which ones have really attracted people's attentions? The Iron Throne. <laughs> that has been like everyone wants it. It's it's exciting because we're you know it's it's something that I think we've had kind of on the back of our minds for a long time. So it's finally out. Um, let's see what else. Um, the oh the the vampire or sorry the Jack Skellington with vampire Teddy Pop. Yeah. Also pretty popular. The the Stan Lee that we'll have. Um, yes. The Cthulhu? Like, no one was really yes. expecting Cthulhu, Bob. <laughs> <laughs> um, Me. That's yeah. the one I want, absolutely. That's the patina is awesome. awesome on that. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that's gorgeous. Well, I'm glad you guys like it, and we're, we're really excited to share that because I think a lot of people are like, all right, you guys have Harry Potter and Doctor Who and all these things. What are you going to do? And we're like, Cthulhu. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then so, also... Uh, the the other thing is the uh, the phasma pop tea. I would say like a lot of people like the Captain Phasma pop tea. Oh yeah, um, it's cool because it's like it's That's a movie that isn't even out yet, and people have favorite characters, and <laughs> I love I love that. Phasma is awesome. I love Captain Phasma. I don't know anything about her yet. <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I'm I'm. Uh... Uh, well, on Force Friday, I was uh, I went to a number of the stores, and it really just turned into there was like these little clans. It was you're either your BB-8 fan, hello BB-8, are you having as much fun with yours as I am with my Sphero? I'm loving my BB-8. I love it, I love it so much. <laughs> I'm so glad you convinced me to get it because we went out as a marketing team on that Friday to like, we were like, oh, you know, it would be really responsible and smart for the marketing team to go look at what the Force Friday offerings were like. So we took it upon ourselves to go to like Target and Toys R Us and all these places. And I couldn't find the BB-8 anywhere until uh, Yoko uh, pointed out that Bed Bath & Beyond was part of Force Friday. What? So. For the first time in my life, I went to Bed Bath and Beyond, and like any other person, I walked out with a droid. So, <laughs> okay. So the exclusives that you got, like I so say, we talked about the teas. Um, I'm certain that you, I think you've got a couple there that you'd like to uh, to show us. Yes. Uh, these, I know that we've got a, a couple that have been chosen uh, by people on uh, on Twitter. So let's see which ones that you've chosen uh, to show us today. Okay. So uh, I'll start off with one. I think a lot of people, well, a lot of people are looking for all these, but um, we have the the Cookie Monster Flocks Pop. Love um, that. I'm not, I'm not going to take any of them out of the box just because oh, I think. Oh man! That, you know, <laughs> Why would you? Hashtag, you're doing it right. <laughs> um, so yeah, it's, as you can see, it's a flocked flocked Cookie Monster. Um, so that's that's one that I think is, is probably going to be okay. Like I think people are going to be pretty interested in that one. Um, I brought the, uh, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtle Dorbs four pack. Yes. Um, that it's, it's cool because 
like the, the packaging is different. Um, it's kind of a, a throwback to when the original comics came out. A lot of people are like, why are they all Raphael? And it's not the case. Um, <laughs> weapons, they're all, you know, so they're all there, and you can get this one at our booth. Uh, so I wanted to show that off because Vinyl Sugar, like the Vinyl Sugar lines, um, especially Dorbs and Vinyl Idols, have done really well, and we're thrilled because it's a new format for us. We can do kind of different things with it. Um, and then I have uh, Jack and Vampire Teddy. Oh, oh boy. Bam. Well, I think that's the one that a lot of people have been interested in. I know that um, uh, Tiffany is a geek on Twitter. And Yusagi Maileen was as well. Uh, and these, yeah, absolutely. So there's that guy. And then I also brought uh, the Dorbs XL Detective Mode Batman. So I just wanted to show that guy off. It's new packaging for the Dorbs XL. It's small. It's like smaller. It, the box itself is smaller, so it kind of shows off the figure a lot better. Um, yeah. I wanted to show that guy. That's a lot of people when we show this are like. Why would Batman ever smile? Like this is a ripoff, but I think it's cool. It's part of our design, or or even said it's like, why would he smile? He's a DC character, and to that I say, please be quiet. Um, <laughs> Easy with the language, Cap. That's my boy. <laughs> um, and then we have Stan the Man. Yes. Yes. There he is. Hang on. There he is. Make sure he's on the old camera. I'm literally throwing money at the screen right now. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then uh, on the back, well, I don't know if I should show the back yet. Uh-oh. Oh, okay. I won't show the back. I'll still frame uh, it. I saw, but Stan Lee's, comic, or, uh, Stan Lee's collectibles booth is going to have a gold statue variant, so make sure to stop by there. Um, and then finally, I brought the Iron Throne. Oh, <laughs> Beautiful. And then it's just part of our Series 5, so it's not like a bunch of new characters on the back yet. But So, yeah, there's that, and uh, it's magnificent. Yes. Um, so, yeah, those, those are the ones I, I brought to show. We didn't have any pop tees, otherwise I would have brought one or two to show off. But, um, yeah. That's pretty Let cool. me know if you want to see any of them. I can do kind of a quicker, and I know I kind of blaze through those, but I can do kind of a quicker reveal. Um, well, actually, a, a, a bunch of questions are coming in. Uh, number one, uh, certainly about the exclusives and how the hell can we get hold of them. You've got to go to New York Comic Con. That's the way it works. They're, they're, they're con exclusives. Um, someone has been asking about um, the licensing you did with um, Conan at uh, San Diego Comic Con. How did that come about? So that was uh, kind of an interesting one because he reached out to us, I believe, and there were all these plans of possible marketing strategies or, like, appearances or things like that. And ultimately, like, we made the deal. Like, he was like, I want to – I would like a Funko made of me. Or, like, his people were saying – he wasn't calling us directly. But he there was, like, this – like, he would like a pop made of himself. And we were like, okay, let's make, like, four of them. And they were like, okay. And then so then his, his whole uh, presence at SDCC – all the banners, all of the signage everywhere was, was him, him as a pop, which was really exciting for us because we like all got off the plane and saw it all over the airport. It was awesome. And we saw that giant the luggage carousel. <laughs> it was it was surreal because it was like wow that like I saw the person designing those on their on the computer like in our office. So it was cool. Um, 
we uh, we feel really fortunate that that was a, a partnership that happened. Conan's the best. So. Yeah. Well, I mean, I, I'm certainly was, was thrilling as well to have the Funko brand being sort of like broadcast on a national level, and all of a sudden everyone knew who Funko was. It was uh, um, just a, a, was cool. certainly that, that that styling. Yeah, it was like a different uh, type of customer was getting an, uh, to see Funko for maybe the first time, and it was a format that was kind of familiar maybe, but it was a character that they loved. So it was like, well, it's a little common figure, and how do, what is a Funko, what is a pop? And, you know, so we've I've definitely noticed a, a bunch of people since then who are like, I just, like, I started collecting after I saw, or after SDCC, or after I saw Conan present them, or I won one at the Conan taping, and now I collect... Now I have 300, so it's like, you know, um, it's been great. We're really thrilled by it. Those are people on a slow pace. Yeah, I'm like, <laughs> you only have 3,000? It's like, wow. July? Come on, at least try. <laughs> <laughs> um, James Ormson on the Q&A is saying, I love the Conan Pop, so glad I managed to get two. Uh, so glad I've managed to resist buying the other two on eBay. I want them, my wallet just won't forgive me. Uh, so... <laughs> It's understandable. Um, in fact, a lot of people, were, uh, when I've spoken to uh, people about the Conan licensing, they were actually surprised that um, Conan was the first kind of personality to have that kind of Funko, and was expecting someone like uh, Nerdist, uh, like uh, yeah. Chris Hardwick, to get a, uh, a Funko. Absolutely. I mean, that's and that's that opened up the conversation more because we weren't really sure. That's kind of a tough thing to gauge. Like a Conan pop in theory before all that was like, that's really cool. And he's, he's a great character. People love him. It kind of fits the, the customer base that we're working with. But would it be that pop? Like what? So the exclusives in that way, I think, are always going to make more sense than kind of a, a wider net. So if we're doing um, like another thing that comes up a lot is um famous uh, iconic directors. So if I had lived with like a J.J. Abrams or something like that, like that's something that people throw out a lot. And we're like, that's awesome because he's creating a lot of the things that we're focusing on too. So it's kind of the same thing. But do we make like, do we make that, you know, across the board? Like how many people would realistically, you know, add that to their collection versus just saying it? And um, so, you know, it, it fit perfectly for SDCC and uh, it kind of opened the door for other things of the help in the future. Well, if you produce a Guillermo del Toro pop, I would num- I, number one, I want to see what that looks like, and yeah. number two, that would just be so incredibly cool. I mean, uh, we're, we're a yeah. jazz, or oh, yeah. <laughs> that would be great. Oh okay. my god, I'm back to my Twitter, and it's just going to be like, make Steven Spielberg. And you can also make um, a, a George Lucas one for the uh, Star Wars box, so people can then just pick it and just shake it about a bit and just. With <laughs> Jar Jar, I have like a Chewbacca with George's head on it. Questions? Any more from the f- uh, forum? Because I've got a couple from the Q and A, but um, well, from Nerdfu, from the pair, from everyone. Any other questions that you have? I'm watching our Twitter feed right now. It's blowing up. When are we going to see a nerd foo variant? I think that's what that says. <laughs> I don't know. I could be wrong. Tweeted by Yeah, I think so. <laughs> he just smiles. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's, he's just gone very enigmatical. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's got a gaggler. Uh, let's see. Did you say I, I, I'll DM you. 
I, I do have one one question. It's kind of more uh, where the company is going, um, and this comes from NCDS. Um, with the mass production of pops and the fact that exclusives are being sold in multiple places, how how do you plan on maintaining the value of them over the years, or what's your future thought in longevity for the company? Right. I think we're starting to diversify quite a bit. Um, Pop is ultimately still king right now, but we're familiar with the fact that the, the market can ebb and flow. We know that Pop, um, you know, maybe maybe super popular now, but what else can we do in the meantime to kind of build up the Funko brand? And I think um, Vinyl Sugar has really helped in that regard. It's it's focused on a different type of consumer. It's more of like a, a high-end vinyl collector. Um, we've done a lot with Mystery Minis. I think draws in a lot more of a, maybe a different crowd. Um, we've done more soft sculpts with Fabrications and Mopies. We have, um, you know, we're, we're doing a lot of new things. And I think maybe the biggest thing that we've done lately um, is apparel and houseware. So now we have pop tees coming out that I think people are maybe, you know, it's interesting people are collecting them in box but are taking their pops out of the box. So there's the pop tee collectors. There's the, uh, there are people who are inevitably going to probably fall in love with the pop home mugs and salt and pepper shakers. And, um, you know, it's we're, we're playing around with format a lot and we're playing around with, um, you know, different maybe utility behind it. So instead of, you know, having a wall of, of pop, it's like you can now wear it and you can, like, as someone eloquently said when we announced our Hulk, you know, mug, they were like, now I can finally drink out of the Hulk's head. And it's like... <laughs> if that was a bucket list item for somebody, I really feel for him. <laughs> it's like, I like the cut of your jib, sir. <laughs> um, I think to answer your question, we're really doing a lot more. We're, we're trying a lot more variation, and especially with the subscription box services, we're do we're we're able to kind of test the market in certain ways and go like, all right, we have pop tees in the, all of our MCC boxes so far. How do they do? Should we try something else? Should we play around? Should we take two pops out and put something else in? So um, we're really doing uh, we're we're experimenting. <laughs> I mean, I quite, like the, I quite like the fact that you did the um, the survey. Um, a, a couple of months back, talking about you know what what elements of the boxes were attracting the most attention. Uh, it shows that you were really paying attention to uh, the customers and finding out what they actually want to see inside the boxes. I, I thought, thought that was very cool. Yeah. As a oh, go ahead. Sorry. As an owner of the Venom mug uh, that Marvel put out in I think the Lucrate box a, a few months ago, uh, I am looking forward to the pop mugs. Are yeah. they? Are you going to show those at, at Con at all? At New York Con at all? Like they have displays? We won't have them at uh, New York Comic Con, uh, but other other retailers might. Like other booths might have it. Yeah. Um, so it's a display, you know, not necessarily for sale. Yeah. <laughs> Just because it's yeah. so cool. For New York Toy Fair, I know we had them last February, so I'm sure in this coming February we'll have kind of an emphasis on Pop Home. Um, so you mm-hmm. might be able to see more designs, uh, more um, more mugs especially. It's it's cool because <laughs> people collect mugs already. Yes. <laughs> okay. Um, we've got a couple of questions um, which are, uh, are coming from the Q&A. And then we'll uh, ask a couple of questions for the Nerd Food Boys because I want to ask about uh, Mondo. And we'll give Cameron time to have a look through the I want my Funko uh, hashtag. Uh, So um, final chance to get those in, by the way, uh, because we are 
I, I'm not. Now we we were told that we had three prizes, but there were more than three exclusives there. So let's find out how generous Cameron's uh, feeling on this one. <laughs> oh, um, I didn't even know the prize. <laughs> We're also going to be giving um, a chance for you to win uh, throughout the course of the week beyond the um, Hangout. So don't worry, you do have a chance. If you're listening back on the audio version or if you're watching this back on YouTube, don't worry. Uh, we do have a chance for you to win between now and next Sunday. So uh, keep trying with the I Want My Funko. Right, um, a couple of questions. Uh, certainly when it comes to New York Comic Con, uh, this is a couple from Janine Lacaro. How many tickets are going to be given out for each session? I don't know the answer to that. Um, I'm just going to say that straight up. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's something that that went into kind of the booth planning, uh, and I don't know how many tickets will be available. Fair enough. Is it something that um, you're thinking of doing at uh, San Diego Comic Con? You said that you're already starting to think about things about to do next year. Uh, will Funko be handing out tickets to the pavilion? I would imagine that... that Based on how this one goes, and we're kind of assuming it'll be a lot more manageable, that that'll be kind of the uniform way that we approach our booth going forward. So, you know, if this one's successful, then we'll just keep doing it. But um, we're open to, to change, and I would recommend that people follow us on Twitter and Facebook because we will make s slight adjustments maybe each day. Um, I'm not sure what they are yet, but we want to make it better for everyone. So. Follow us, and that'll be the easiest way to get updates about any news about our booth. Okay. And uh, one last question from the Q&A. This is from Jason Coe uh, from Corgi Commander again. Any chance of chase variants for Collector Core or Smuggler's Bounty? It's funny you should mention that because one of the pops <laughs> in the first Smuggler's Bounty box is a chase variant. And uh, I, I, I don't know about the rarity, so... I'm already going to answer that question right now. Don't know the rarity. <laughs> but it's exciting. Uh, I think a lot of people are pretty into the idea of doing something like that. Um, some are not. <laughs> um, let's see. What else about Smuggler's Bounty? Uh, so that that's going to happen. Um, the, the October box for Collector Core uh, is... It's not a chase variant, and it's not really it's not a variant or anything. It's it's a it's a new mold of a character we've never done before. So that's kind of piggybacking off of that. We're we're also creating new different characters too for these boxes. So um, a lot of reason to sign up. I mean, yeah, I I, I think we know from the uh, the Marvel ones as well what you get in the box are exclusive to the box. So. No, they are. Yes. Really, I mean, when we when we've uh, given um, boxes, uh, we gave a box away uh, a couple of months back, and everyone was just thrilled to uh, see what was inside. So, no, oh, yes. we're we're fans. We're big big fans. Yeah, uh, okay. I was gonna say with the uh, subscription boxes, we've been subscribing to the different services for the last few years, and the the biggest gripe from a lot of the other ones from the consumers is that they're they're inconsistent in the quality, or oh, I got this whole month of box and I don't like anything in it. The Marvel Collector Core and the Smuggler's Bounty take all that question out of it. Like, you instantly know, I'm a Star Wars fan. Everything yeah. in that box is geared towards me. Or I love Marvel. Everything's for me. So I, I, it's just a no-brainer that everyone's going to end up getting these. Well, I'm really pleased to hear that. And, you know, we're, we're really trying to focus on value. And uh, I think a lot of people tend to focus on the... Um, like the pop figures only for each box, but if you look at like the Secret Wars box, it was 25 bucks 
and you got a T-shirt, which a pop tee is already around 25 bucks, and then you get two pops, a patch pin, and a comic, and all of it's exclusive to the box. So, I, you know, from from our perspective, we're like, this is like, what, you know, we we're, we're really hoping that that's the feedback is that people are feeling like they're getting their values worth. Um, well, I'm but, quite liking the fact that um, both yourself and uh, St- uh, Steve have come fully armed. Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry, yeah. Chris, sorry. Uh, uh, yeah. Fully armed with the Secret Wars tees. There you go. We did not plan that. <laughs> and, and they also they also cross over. You've got, you have got you appeal to the comic collector and the T-shirt wearer and the pop collector, which yes. is nice. You know, so it, it's not uh, just specifically, oh, this is for gamers this month, and right. everybody else can... Yeah, you know, yeah. take a month off. <laughs> yeah, if there's anything on on NerdFu and Facebook and Twitter and our website that has performed equally or, or even close to pops, it's been T-shirts. People mm-hmm. love T-shirt art, unique T-shirt ideas. I love mm-hmm. it. And then when you walk around, there's like this uh, this secret brotherhood. Uh, you give the nod when you see like you, <laughs> you don't talk about <laughs> collector tour shirt. You know, kind of the hey, I see you. Actually. Uh, if you uh, if you wear a Collector Core shirt and you come to the Collector Core booth and you buy a box, we're giving away uh, this poster. This well, Ant Man. Oh, oh, very nice. Nice. You heard it here first. What's that? Yeah, no, we have a nice first. Wanted to show this off here. Ant Man poster. We're gonna have a limited quantity, so hopefully we'll. We'll run out of those. Um, and uh, going back to the chase variant uh, really quickly, um, Dorbs are now going to have chase variants. So if you're, if you're a Dorbs collector, I would recommend getting in there. Um, Just in time for the horror series. <laughs> yeah, well, and so I've seen a few so far. I didn't realize we were doing chase variants, and then I came to work one day, and my desk was covered in them. So um, it was like we have uh, – some for Ghostbusters, the doors that we had last week. And then we have some for Marvel uh, that we've done so far. Um, so, yeah, there's a lot of really cool stuff. I'm just trying to make sure I mention all the things I wanted. To Learn to the wise. Make sure one of those is Winston. Winston is out. We made a Winston door. <laughs> Don't worry. saved us like a thousand comments. Oh, my God. <laughs> Where's Winston? Yep. When they were like, we're making Ghostbusters doors. We're like, they're neat. if there isn't a Winston, we're walking out. Like, this is <laughs> yeah, you better borrow the doors at Funko headquarters. <laughs> yeah, seriously, I don't know. I'm just glad we're making it. And uh, Dorbs is really exciting because I, it's doing. I mean, we we just announced like Dorbs rides with the Dorbs Batmobile, which is really cool, and a lot of people have been uh, responding positively to that. So you can expect more uh, in that. Brian teased the Fast and Furious. Yeah, so Brian will get onto the forums sometimes and just kind of let loose, and um, we don't know that he's doing it until later when someone sends us a screenshot of all this stuff. So um, I checked with our licensing manager, and I have a list of things that I can confirm for sure. Um, so we did a Q&A on Friday. We announced that we are going to do Golden Girls, Finally, Whoa, Lost. <laughs> Lost is a big one because people asked for it for like years, and we were like, 
it was kind of confusing because we were like, yeah, but it's like it's not on anymore, and like, is it really that big? And there is that big of a draw, so I'm glad that Brian saw that because mm-hmm. we're gonna do that. Alias um, right is another one. Uh, Scooby Doo is another one um, that our artists are like freaking out over. <laughs> they want to do forever. Um, as far as vinyl idols go, we will have Breaking Bad. Yes. Um, we will have American Psycho. Um, and then for Dorbs, let's see. We have, oh, for, okay, this isn't necessarily for Dorbs or Pop. It's just another license that we're doing, but we're doing Clueless. Um, nice. I didn't realize, but Brian is a huge Clueless fan. Yeah, it's awesome. Why not? Excellent. So, yeah, there's a lot of really exciting things coming. Cool. Right, well, I mean, let's, um, we're going to very quickly go to the, uh, search on Twitter at this point, Brian, uh, Cameron, and have a look at I Want My Funko, and let's see if we can, uh, I don't know how many you're choosing, uh, for prizes for this time. I think we'll save the, uh, the Iron Throne, uh, for the, the weekly draw. Is that okay? Are we, are we, are we giving, I, uh, one, of those, are we giving one of those away? I haven't shown the prizes yet, actually. Oh, right, okay. Oh. <laughs> Fair enough. Well, I'll tell you what, um, so, uh, very quickly show us the prizes then, and then we'll go on, and what, what have we got? Right. So uh, so we have uh, Rico with Mallet from uh, Penguins of Madagascar. It's a numbered exclusive, um, so that's, that's one that we're going to have. And then uh, we have the Unmasked Power Armor. Yes. Nice. Awesome looking. Um, so then there's that, and then the last one we have is Poseidon's Rage Kratos, which is kind of like a blue translucent version of the Kratos. That's very cool. Yeah, right. I think we'll pick one of those to go onto a, a, the weekly draw. So we'll go for we'll go for the God of War. We'll save the God of War <laughs> for the weekly draw. Okay, we'll do that as a. Um, a raffle, uh, so do check out. We'll tell you, we'll send you the link, or we'll post the link in the description below of the video. But the other two, uh, Rico and um, the, the 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 middle one, <laughs> sorry, uh, they are. We're going to be giving those away on Hangout now. But what we're going to do is we're going to let uh, Cameron have a look at the hashtag. I want my Funko. He's going to pick two of those. Um, just to give you an idea of what has been um, suggested already, we're going to quickly uh, run through. We've had uh, Carl Clement uh, turning around and asking for Death from DC and also Mojo from Marvel. Uh, we've had Chicano Pride 16. It would be awesome to see some Ratchet and Clank pops. Which oh, cool. yes. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, these are great ideas. Uh, great ideas. Um, I hunger for SDCC, and I'm backing him on this one because I think we've talked about this on the uh, the Hangout before. And it, all he says is Galactus. 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 That's awesome. That's what Lisa says. Um, We've also had (laughs) Why Candalus, who's asking if there's going to be any Indiana Jones uh, Funkos in the future, which is a a good question. Um, Dolphin Dolphin AX2. I would like to see the Supernatural Impala made into a pop ride. Uh, The pop ride is something we haven't um, uh, talked about. Uh, Angela Copley, um, Dream Funko would be ElfQuest. Um, Betsy Woodin, I want the Chris Hardwick. Obviously, we've got uh, we've talked about Chris already. Um, what else have we we've got? Uh, Lee Bruins, I'd love to see uh, Babylon Five Stargate or Farscape pops. Target. As a 
Farscape fan, I would be very much up for that. Uh, not oh, doesn't look amazing. Farscape <laughs> and, uh, and Babylon 5. Yes, please. <laughs> um, Corgi Commander, um, any chance of uh, Jean-Claude Van Damme or Arnold Schwarzenegger pops? I think they're going to be super, they would be supersized uh, if they, they ever got produced. Um, <laughs> and, and also on the Q and A, uh, let's see what else we've got. I think uh, no, it's just it's Jason reinforcing the uh, the eighties movie fans, so suggesting Bloodsport, Running Man, and Terminator on on those. Uh, when it comes to, um, uh, by the way, my missus uh, Caroline, um, <laughs> who I know isn't watching, but she's asking. Actually, this is a, a, a good question. Uh, this is regarding the Serenity ones. Or the the Firefly uh, pops. Uh, you you did a number of the Fireflies, but there was only a number of the members of cast. Um, just wondering if there's going to be like a second run. Uh, Book, River, and Simon. There's always a chance for a wave two. That's I mean that's our answer most of the time. Is you know <laughs> if the series does really well, then you know we can look at it and go all right, let's make another one. But uh, that's really the only requirement. So. And she also asks about um, the pop ride, which would be the Serenity. Oh, and new Battlestar Galactica. Yes. Come on. She's uh, that's, <laughs> she's not the only person to say that as well. New Battlestar. Come on. I know. Uh, so, yeah. Right. So we're going to let um, Cameron very quickly have a look at that hashtag, and we're going to now talk to uh, the, fun, uh, the uh, Nerd Food Boys about uh, Mondo, uh, which was this weekend. Uh, so what, got, what did you get up to, guys? Steve, you want to jump in? It was uh, it, it was awesome. There was a, of course there was a lot of artists there. It's always good to to put faces to the artists. Um, you know, normally when you buy a Mondo poster, if you're lucky enough to get in on that mad sale when they're uh, up on on their site, you know, they're always gone like in a matter of seconds. But when you get the poster, you you know you will get a signature sometimes, you know, and a number value, but you, you hardly ever see the artists themselves. And that's a great opportunity going to that con to actually say hi. And uh, you, I think we saw uh, William Stout and Kevin Tong and Mike Mitchell. They were all there. And uh, uh, Rob yeah. Jones. And there was no, I don't think there was one artist there that didn't have a nice size line coming out, uh, you know, coming out of the halls there. It was, many, it was really how, cool. How many people? How many people? How big is the the, the uh, MondoCon? It's only their second year, and it takes place at a, a Holiday Inn, and then across the street at an old movie theater. And I would say there's yeah. no more than five thousand, maybe going to ten thousand people total. Wow. Yeah. And these places, other, I mean, the hotels, the hotel, they didn't. I don't think last year they utilized the hotel the way they did this year, but. Um, you know, other than, like I said, other than the hotel, the Marchesa Theater, where the where the big meat of the con is, it's not it's it's big, but the rooms on the inside are not that big. So, you know, you've got you've got some lines that can form, and you know, they're really there's nobody complaining. Everybody's anxious. Everybody wants their posters. Everybody's got all kinds of uh, you know homemade to store bought custom tubes strapped to their back. Uh, they look like they're carrying rocket launchers. <laughs> we saw we saw several people that had these uh, like industrial strength PVC, yeah, you know, just big, just huge poster tubes strapped to their back. Over them and it wouldn't damage them. Yeah, no, I, I mean, and, and some of them are carrying two to three of them on their back uh-huh. too. And I, uh, 
a technique no, the, that I used last year at San Diego, because I collect Mondos, too, is uh, with the smaller bags that they have, you can fit two or three tubes right in that bag. So you cl- you dump the bag that they, out that they give you, and mm-hmm. the tubes that the Mondos come in, they fit right in there. And it is just like, woo, woo, woo. You know, you get it out, and you it's very easy. So if somebody is interested in collecting the Mondos, that's the way to go with it, absolutely. I think the the best part of this convention, and, and the reason that Steve and I are not going to skip out, is is he did allude to it. You're lucky if you get one of their posters online. At the convention, right. there is a long line, but they have a whole room. Uh, I call it the print tent. This year it was actually yeah. indoors, uh, but where you have access to exclusives for the show. And there were probably 15 different posters and variants. They had their little Mikey uh, vinyl, which I picked up on the variant there. I won't show that because I don't want to upset Cameron. Uh, and then uh, they had like uh, was they had a, a Mondo exclusive poster for the convention that was reasonably priced so everybody could take home at least a souvenir. Mm-hmm. Their pins. Right. Uh, I actually picked up on a different kind of Mondo poster. I got a set of four of these uh, mutant Ninja Turtles uh, like yeah. sketches. There's one for each of the different turtles, and uh, I love the love. Oh. So those are great. Two hundred prints on those. And then, like, uh, one of the vendors that I, we didn't know about until Twitter recently, High Def Ninja, they make uh, different variant steelbooks. Got this one for Zombieland, and inside the uh, cover here, it's got a UV ink. So under a blacklight, it shows up with blood splatter and all kinds of different words <laughs> and stuff on the front. Pretty yeah, cool. I thought that was really cool. The steelbook uh, thing has really taken off lately. I love uh, – I got the Shaun of the Dead that Target had as an exclusive – and there's a bunch coming. I, I really see that as one of the next big collectibles out there. Uh, yeah. Those steelbooks are blowing up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Even the display that uh, High Def High Def had at their booth with all the steelbooks, that was pretty cool. They basically took like two pieces of glass or clear acrylic. They spaced them out and they pressed them. And uh, that's something I wouldn't have thought to do because you know I was wondering, you know, if you start getting into collecting steelbooks like that, I mean, it's really cool. How would you display them? And I think that's a really good idea. Yeah, so otherwise they go in a drawer or on a bookshelf and you just see the side right. of it. That's, you know, that's not very yeah. fun. <laughs> just just so everybody understands, the uh, collecting the Mondo posters and buying them online is very akin to what it was like. It used to be like to get the uh, San Diego tickets uh, before you know when it was first come first serve. So it's it's that kind of intensity. And if if you're you can you can do it if you're 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 ninja on the keyboard. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, I actually, yeah. Uh, but it's it, my regular it my regular skill. my regular daytime job, uh I was talking to one of my coworkers and uh he was they were talking about the coming Mondo Con and he was talking about Tyler Stout um William Stout and you know, people like that. But he was saying back in the day it was nothing like because he's got I don't know how many um, but he was saying back in the day, it wasn't nowhere near like the way it was. You could just order it, not a problem. There was plenty to go around, and now it's, like Alyssa said, now it's a, a mad dash. Yeah. yeah. I'm very curious to see, uh, because uh, we have a, a convention here in the UK, which is very artist and creator-based, uh, which is Thought Bubble, uh, which takes place in Leeds in November, and Mondo came for the first time uh, last year, Lines around really? the tent. It was uh, uh, absolutely fantastic. They, they did a Back to the Future uh, print 
for uh, for Thorhall as an exclusive. Um, they're back again this year. I know that they brought a whole bunch of the artists over. I'm very curious to see what they uh, they do for, uh, for Thought Bubble this year. That's, no, I'm I'm a big fan as well. It was interesting to go to their booth at Comic Con this year as well because it. Uh, oh yeah. For for um a uh, a, a, a well for a, for a, for a name which has the hype that it does and people are excited to get their uh, Mondo posters. It's just there's there you go they're, they're just it's very, it's very, but, <laughs> very but if for their big poster their um Ant Man foil poster that, at San oh. Diego this year they had people lining up like six hours beforehand because they wanted to be, make sure that they got their poster. Yeah, I saw that in person at MondoCon yeah. yesterday for the first time yeah. and I didn't know how that foil would work, but it is gorgeous. I really oh. wish I had taken the time to pick up on it. And there's yeah. more coming from some other companies in that similar foil fashion. Uh, yeah. Is it Gray Matter, Steve? That will be Gray at, Matter uh, Art. Yeah, they're based. Uh, they're based on the Inco- on the East Coast, and mm-hmm. uh, they sent out a press release. And I showed Sully the press release uh, yesterday. And uh, <laughs> there's some awesome Marvel posters that they're gonna have there. Are they gonna yeah. be at New York Con? Yes, they will. They, Gray Matter. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm gonna don't leave afterwards. I want to get their booth number from you. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, next week, of course, it is going to be the uh, uh, it's the it's the big show, New mm-hmm. York Comic Con. Uh, like I say, we're going to be doing a special. Uh, Alyssa is going to be joining us from a vantage point above the exhibition floor, and hopefully, going to be joined by Jason and Jesse from the Nerd Truth, and also from uh, ComicBook.com. Russ Burlingame is hopefully going to pop by as well, talking about their ha- headlines and highlights of New York. Briefly, so, I, I do need to do one thing, and I've got to send a, a thanks out to all of the people on the forum who contributed to the questions. Um, Millie, Brad K, Stefan42, NCDS, Rando, Sam Turtle Dove, and Dolphin Max. I didn't mention specifically which questions they had because it was just not that kind of a show. <laughs> but I need to do a shout-out to them. Thank you. Likewise to everyone who did get in contact with myself and also with uh, the Nerd Free Boys for getting questions. And thank you so much, Cameron, for uh, joining us. Uh, you've been very generous with your time. Uh, thank you very much indeed. I'm happy to uh, to uh, help answer some questions and provide some clarification on how our booth is going to work. I hope everyone has a great con and uh they get the things that they want ultimately so <laughs> right so <laughs> what are our goals this is where we we did rattle off um a bunch of people who uh put in uh, the hashtag but it wasn't everybody because there's been loads of people uh, i just picked uh, a number of highlights um so we've got the two pops which we're going to uh give away as prizes and we have run oh well cameron has chosen uh, the ones which we're going to give away too. So, first pop, which one are you going to uh, give away? <laughs> Let's see. Let's go with Rico. Going it's going to go for Rico, and who is that? Who's yeah. going to be receiving that? I'm going to go to uh, Gene Lucero at uh, Dolphin AX2. <laughs> Excellent. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> Dolphin AX2. Excellent stuff. Get your Rico. We'll uh, we'll be in contact with you and um, get the details to you. And what's cool. the second one? The uh, the power armor unmasked. That's gonna go to Michael Leventhal at <laughs> Nice. So there you go. Listen, <laughs> he has been on the hangout. He has been a guest. These were chosen by Cameron. He doesn't know. So there you go. He's he's randomly chosen. Oh, yeah. Congratulations. 
Um, excellent stuff indeed. You are our winners. What we're going to do now then is with the third and final, uh, with the God of War pop, we're going to create a raffle copter. I'm going to get that up and running um, within the next couple of hours, and you'll find that on the um, An Englishman in San Diego competition page. Uh, it'll go up on the homepage, uh, but it'll be within the next seven days, and we'll randomly draw it uh, to find out who the winner of that uh, God of War pop uh, will be for next Sunday. So hopefully you'll join us, and uh, hopefully we'll find out who uh, the winner is for that. All the people that have uh, contributed to the hashtag as well will be automatically put into that raffle. So don't worry, you don't have to kind of uh, go and re put in all your details. We'll put all those uh, draws in. You'll be uh, automatically uh, put into that raffle as well. So thank you very much indeed to Cameron. Um, thanks, of course, to uh, the, uh, the Nerd Free Boys. Thank you very much indeed, Chris. It's been Thank a pleasature you. as always. No problem. Thank you for having us. Uh, it's always, it's also good, always good to see the uh, the Funko collection growing nicely in the corner. Although there is this big, this white section in the lower left, which I think now <laughs> needs to get filled One up. One day I'll I'll spin the camera 360 yeah, and you can see the mess that is this room. But uh, for now I'll hold that. <laughs> Thank you very much indeed, Chris. And thanks again. Oh, thanks to Steve. It's been. Too long, and hopefully it won't be, won't be uh, so long until we get you back on the Hangout again. Sure. Sounds Excellent. good. Thank you very much indeed. And uh, once again, Alyssa, thank you very much indeed for uh, joining us, and I hope you have a great time at New York Comic Con. I, I will, and I just would hope everybody can say thank good thoughts for me because I have got 25 comic creators that I need to get signatures from. Whoa. Yeah, exactly. So please wish me luck. <laughs> Fingers crossed for you. Fingers thank crossed. Thank you. Thank Excellent. you. I'll need it. <laughs> thank you very much indeed for joining us. Um, I hope you've enjoyed this uh, NYCC special with uh, Cameron Duell from Funko. We're back again next week with our live show from New York Comic Con. Do take care. Enjoy the rest of your weekend. And from everyone at Talking Comic Con, have a, uh, the rest of a great Sunday. Take care, everyone, guys. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye, everybody. Thank you. Take it easy.